0: New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy.
1: Garoppolo, quick pass, caught! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by Visa and Indeed. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for the Blue Wire Network. And joining me tonight is my co-host, former NFL defensive back, Eric freaking Crocker. What's up, dude?
2: What's up, what's up man? Just watching this uh, while well, I'm kind of going back and forth between my Lakers and and... So, Lakers, Nuggets, and then, obviously, Jaguars and Miami Dolphins. And I don't know why I'm watching that game, but, you know, I just love football, so.
1: <laughs> right. That's, that's the only reason you need, bro. It's just, you love football. That's it. um How are the Lakers doing? Where are they at in that series? Did that series just start?
2: No, um, Lakers are up
1: 2-1. Okay. Then I'm, I'm that shows you how tuned out I am on basketball. I know that a lot of people – aren't the Nuggets having, like, kind of like a crazy season, like a little Cinderella season or something?
2: Yeah. I mean, they, they – they have some good players. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got some good players. They're they're doing good. Murray is gonna be like one of the young. I don't want to say gonna gonna be. I mean, he is one of the young, like up and coming stars. And I think like the bubble has really just kind of put that on full display. That's I mean, we're talking about a team the that button. beat the Clippers. Like they knocked off the Clippers. Right. and Everybody thought the Clippers right. were just gonna be. You know.
1: Um. How is the? How far along is the game right now?
2: Uh, the it, Lakers game, it, like what? Into the I gotta put it back, but I think it's like into the third quarter. What's the score? Let me see. Last I just checked, I just I just tuned in for the Jaguars. Uh, well,
1: hold on. All right. So, anyways, yeah, well, Crocker will, <laughs> Crocker will update us on the the Lakers game. Um, so yeah, just some little the, some little housekeeping news um, today. We're gonna we're gonna hit you with some players that we're kind of kind of. Going to uh, be keeping an eye on uh, against the Giants on Sunday. Uh, just some guys that kind of stand out to us. Somebody that you know is going to kind of need to play a vital role in the game or might be emerging, that type of thing. So that's what we're always looking out for. Um, but before we get to that, um, just some some news. Uh, George Kittle is kind of trending towards playing, or maybe the 49ers are making it seem like he is. Um he interviewed with media today, was pretty coy about about his status, but apparently uh, Ian Rappaport reported today that not only is George Kittle working through a sprained MCL, but he has a bone bruise on the exact same knee. Might have happened at the exact same time. So uh, that's the both of those are significantly painful. But you know, they all the 49ers also put out footage from their East Coast practices, and George Kittle's running around catching football, so I, I don't really know what to expect there. I know that You know, if George Kittle can play, he will play. That dude is insanely tough. Um, I don't know how the 49ers feel about the turf. I know they're not into it. Uh, It sounds like they're going to play there, like the NFL and the NFLPA did their little investigation, and the 49ers are supposed to play there. So I don't know if they're going to let George Kittle play. I know when George Kittle's on the field, Nick Mullins, who is supposed to start for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, really likes him. I mean, who doesn't? But... You know, they had a pretty significant rapport when, last, when Nick Mullins was last starting. So I don't know if George Kittle is going to play, but that's something to keep an eye on. We'll see where that trends. Um, speaking of uh, kind of trending in the right direction, Jason Barrett has been practicing fully for um, this entire week, I believe. I think he's going to uh, be on the active roster come game day. I don't know if he's going to start in place of Akella Witherspoon, but we'll see. That's that's definitely something that's something we'll talk a little bit more about them uh, um when we get to our players to watch. Now D Ford is not expected to play. Uh he's dealing with a back injury now and and he I believe he's had back surgery in the past. I know he's dealt with back injuries before. So that I mean that's not great. The 49ers haven't really given a uh, a timetable as to how much they expect him to be out or or how long that's going to last. So um you know given the injury to to season ending injury into Nick Bosa. I mean, they could really use D Ford back, but I don't know. I don't get the impression that that's going to be soon. But, again, they haven't put him on IR, so maybe they don't expect it to be that long. We'll see.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, he, he hasn't gone on the IR. So, you know, right. they've been putting people on IR left and right because, you know, you can have an unlimited amount of guys on this little three-game IR. So, I think if they didn't expect him to be back any game now or any week, yeah you know, they would have put him on IR the fact that they haven't i think that means that they're hopeful every week that he's likely to play
1: right and it, you know it's unfortunate cuz obviously d4 doesn't in- intentionally injure himself but before you know during training camp he said my goal this year is to is to play every game you know to to be healthy for every game and obviously that did not last long at all and that's no to no fault of his own he's just doing his thing but you know, that's that's unfortunate, but the, considering how much the 49ers could use him right now, so we'll see. And then obviously the obvious one there that I kind of mentioned earlier is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's not expected to play. He's still kind of recovering from that high ankle sprain, but it sounds like it's not very bad. It, it kind of seems like just by the way everything's been worded that he's going to play next week. You know, when they come back home against the Eagles, uh, I, I mean, it just – they' the way they've like they've talked about it it would almost be surprising if he were able to go for this week so to me that says you know next week is kind of considered safe for them but we'll see you know it's, it, obviously a quarterback is not the most demanding position physically but you know high ankle sprains can last upwards of a month so you know but like i said it's it's the quarterback position so it just seems like the 49ers expect him to have him back sooner than later um so i think i think that's That's the news. I I don't think I missed anything. Um, Let me go over, let me quickly recap the 49ers official practice report for today. So, did not participate. Running back Tevin Coleman, who has a uh, MCL sprain. He's supposed to, he's expected to miss um, three to four weeks. D. Ford talked about that. Jimmy Garoppolo talked about that. And Dre Greenlaw, Um, he... Had what was called a thigh contusion, which is otherwise known as a thigh bruise. Could be significant, though. Could be very painful. Uh, He was limited yesterday, but now he's not practicing. So that's not exactly great um, as far as his outlook for Sunday's game. Um, We'll know more tomorrow. And, of course, Raheem Mostert is not practicing either. He's still recovering from his own MCL sprain. So, um, And he's kind of – I kind of got the impression that he was supposed to be like maybe a, a week or two. He may or may not play next week kind of thing. Um, George Kittle was limited. And then, uh, like we said, Jason Brett was a full participant. So we'll see how much he gets in the game. That's going to be something to watch because, uh, given what we saw against the jets, Crocker, would you say that, and we could basically say this is our first like players to watch cause we had him on there, but with what Akella Witherspoon did against the jets, I'm assuming you think if Brett is healthy, that Witherspoon has kind of left the window open for Brett to, to be able to step in there.
2: Yeah. Um, not as a starter, but to likely – you know, if if I saw them rotating at some point, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all at that.
1: No, I wouldn't either. But, I mean, the, obviously any, most of you listening right now, when we think of rotating in Jason Brett, you're going to think of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers games last year where he came in one and he gave up a penalty and then the next play gave up a huge touchdown. And obviously that was not the, uh, not the performance he wanted to put on tape, but – uh, uh, one of the most talented quarterbacks the NFL has had in a long time that has just had an insane amount of injuries you know so if if some by some miracle he can turn the corner and 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 be healthy and put put some games together you know that would be a good a good plus for the 49ers especially with Sherman still on IR so but we'll see you know cuz Jason Brett the competition the the back and forth. If, if we'll see if Jason Brett is want He yes to be active, we'll see. But the competition that could develop between him and Akello opposite Emmanuel Mosley while Richard Sherman's out uh, could be an interesting one. We'll see. Um, another player we have on our players to watch uh, should be obvious, but Ziggy Ansah. Kroc, what are you going to be? What do you? I mean, what are you, even, what are you even? What are even? What are even your expectations for a guy like that?
2: I don't know what my expectations are because, you know, his production has just been so low, but obviously, you know, it's going to take a group effort to fill in for the type of production that, and not just production, but just the impact that Nick Bosa gives you. And I don't, I don't even think you can replace that, but you just like to see guys just just get after the quarterback. I'd assume that, you know, they'd rotate him in and keep guys fresh so I was like, look, like it's like you know, one or two downs per drive like that. We need maximum effort from Ezekiel Onset. Can he give us that? Right? Cuz I would assume in in base in base defense, you know, you're going to play Armstead at end and then maybe carry Hyder at the other end. So, you know, it's just passing situations where they're going to need somebody like Ezekiel Onset. and they brought up Deion Jordan. Like they're going to need the two guys to just Hey, like, just get after it for these one play. Just give everything you got.
1: Right, yeah. It's and it's tough to, you know. Obviously, there's there's the fact that he hasn't been all that productive as of late. You know, like you said. Let me. I mean, I'm gonna keep uh, keep everybody on hold. I'm gonna pull up the stats here. Um, he hasn't been that productive of late, and he's just showing up. They just signed him a couple days ago. If you don't include like the time you had to take like the COVID stuff, so. I mean he had last last year he played for the Seahawks. He played in eleven games. He only technically started one, but he only on this in eleven games he only had two and a half sacks, and eighteen tackles. You know, three so he he just wasn't doing much. And in his last really successful season was in two thousand seventeen with uh Detroit playing right defensive end. He got twelve sacks, forty-four tackles, fifteen tackles for loss, seventeen quarterback hits you know and obviously 2017 is not a long time ago but uh, the last 2 years he's been doing almost nothing in 2018 he had 4 sacks in 7 games so he's at this point in his career he's not somebody that's going to step in and have a huge impact and you consider the fact that he was just signed you know there's not a lot of complication on defense as far as hey on this play you're just going to rush the passer and you're like okay but you know, I just uh, my expectations are pretty low, but hopefully he can just be somebody that proves kind of a vital part of the rotation. You know, it's I guess that's really all you can you can hope for a guy like that.
2: Right, um, yeah, I'm kind of thrown off right now. Anthony Davis just rolled his ankle like really bad. <laughs> I hope he's not too crazy. That's scary. Is
1: me. he uh he limp
2: off? Yeah, he tried to do the whole like let me retie my shoes, and then they went to commercial break. I just hope he's okay. But, anyways, I know that's Laker news. I know it's forty nine podcast, but yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> we're,
1: we're here. We're here for you, man. If I mean if you're if you're going through it with the Lakers, then, then we're here for you,
2: right?
1: Um, what do you think? What I mean, give me your take on uh, our next player is is Brandon Ayuk. Give me your take on what you saw against the Jets and what you what you want to look for against the Giants.
2: Yeah, biggest thing that I I think uh, you know obviously I was saying that after you know watching just the TV copy of the game was that I, I would have liked to for him to get him more involved after watching the all twenty two I just noticed that he was I don't want to say a a shell of himself he just looked like a rookie in the sense of not playing full speed because he you, you could just tell he's thinking a lot right when you're thinking a lot you you're just you know, you'll you get rerouted easily. Maybe you're not as quick off the line in scrimmage. Maybe your routes aren't as, you know, sharp. You know, it wasn't the same like quick twitch uh, IU that I saw at Arizona State. Now I, I think he has that and maybe some of it has to do with, you know, the hamstring injury, but I really think a lot of it was just thinking a lot. So I'm 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 excited to see like is he gonna take that next step forward? and start kind of just playing a little bit more freely. I don't know how long that's going to take. Obviously, they say he had a terrific uh, training camp. Uh, So I want to see that carry over because, yeah, what I saw from the Jets game was a guy who was thinking, as most rookies do, most rookies, receivers, they're thinking a lot unless their coach takes the thinking out of it. And with how many snaps he played in that Jets game, I think Shanahan just said, you know, he just threw everything at him and was just like, all right, we're just going to work through it. So that's kind of what it looked like to me. I'm I'm interested to see like does he take that next step, start playing a little bit faster, and uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be really nice if he does.
1: Little uh, pleasant news here: um, Raheem Mostert um, and his wife Devin they just successfully gave birth to his second son, Nico. He just posted nice. a picture of of him on uh, on IG. So that's you know congratulations, Raheem. I know I know every now and then he tunes in to Strike and Gold. I'm not. I'm not lying to you, so you know if if you happen to listen to this one, Raheem, congrats, buddy. I, I, I'm happy for you. I'll uh I'll call you. I'll call you. Um. So yeah, I mean, to me, with yeah, with with Ayuk, it's just gonna, and you gotta, we, you know, with the short off season, he's gonna be going through some stuff, like you're saying, where he's just thinking a little too much, and you know, it may be a while before he really starts and it's the same thing as like Debo Samuel, like Debo Samuel had a full off season and he still started slow. And by the end of the season, he was on fire. So, you know, I would, I would assume that Brandon, Ayuk's going to have a similar arc, you know, it's, it, we'll see. Um, you know, I didn't put him on our players to watch, but somebody I'd also, I'd also point to is, is Muhammad Sanu. We'll see. Obviously the fact that it's Nick Mullins, I don't, I don't know where the chemistry is going to go and where the targets are going to go. I'm assuming Kendrick Bourne's probably going to get a lot of, Get a lot of throws because um, you know they, those two have, have practiced a lot together. So we'll, we'll, it'll be an interesting watching Brandon Ayuk and, and how he does individually, separated from the targets he may or may not get. Because if he's out there, you know you can watch a receiver do his thing, and whether or not he gets the ball or not, you know you know kind of just how they're how they're feeling it. So that should be a, that should be interesting. Another player we got on here is uh, is Kerry Hyder who has just been kind of like a pretty pleasant supply uh, su- supplies, surprise for <laughs> the 49ers. Um, you know, they signed him. It's kind of like a rotational guy. Spent last season um, in Dallas. Didn't do a whole lot. 17 tackles, a sack. You know, and he's, he's already in 16 and whatever part of the – I don't know how often he was in the game with Dallas, but he played 16 games. And, my brother
2: said he was good. He just said that like where he was and with like I guess some of the depth that they had, it just wasn't a good fit. Like he wasn't able to just have too many opportunities. But yeah, my brother said, like, you know, he's a solid reserve edge rusher. Now, obviously with the 49ers, he's having to play more than edge uh more than a reserve edge rusher with Bose and D Ford out. But yeah, that's my brother's a diehard Cowboy fan. So yeah,
3: that was okay,
1: gotcha. Uh, what happened there, man? Well, I mean uh my you uncle like,
2: my uncle that we like kind of like look up to, he's a cowboy fan too. So
1: So your your uncle got to him but didn't get to you?
2: Nah, I just I was <laughs> a I just remember asking my mom, like, mom, what's your favorite team? She was like 49ers, and I was like, All right, I'm gonna be a 49er fan. And that was kind of how I became a 49ers fan. Right. Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's simple, but yeah, so so Kerry Heider comes along, and, and like I said, he was kind of just signed to be part of like maybe a rotation. And now, obviously, with Nick Bosa out, he's like kind of – seems like he's taking that role a lot. Um, I mean, just last season with the, with Dallas, he had one sack, 17 uh, tackles, and three tackles for loss, okay, and four quarterback hits. Okay, so 17, three, and four. In just two games to 49ers, he's already gotten a sack. He has 12 – tackles, uh, two tackles for loss, and three quarterback hits. So, in two games with the 49ers, he's almost matched all of his production from last season and what he was doing with Dallas. Now, his most successful season was in 2016 with Detroit. He had eight sacks, 36 tackles, uh, 19 quarterback hits. So, he was pretty active during that year, and and he he's kind of on pace to have that type of season with the 49ers if they continue to utilize him how they are right now. So, and, and Hyder kind of looks to me like he's going to be the one that probably gets the majority of the snaps in Nick Bosa's absence. And then Ezekiel Ansa is probably somebody that's going to come in and rotate with him, you know, and, and if, if Ziggy can show out, maybe he takes some of those snaps from Hyder, but maybe it's also a thing where they share, share the field. Like, you know, uh, you know, maybe Hyder's the guy, like you said, on base downs and is the guy on obvious passing situations and uh, you know, or whichever way I just said it, I'm kind of right. right. um, got it backwards, but Um, it's it just depends, man. But I mean, that's encouraging. Uh, like you said, there's no replacing a Nick Bosa, but perhaps with two or three healthy guys, when you get Ronald Blair back into the scene, you know, perhaps with two or three healthy guys on a consistent rotation, you can you can somehow just maybe get half of it or, or two thirds of it. You know what I mean? Nick Bosa is just that good. And you're talking about using two or three guys to replace the production and the impact of one guy, which you're never really going to do, but hopefully they can just get close and you'd be surprised just how much fresh legs means in a game like this. You know, when, when that left tackle or right tackle has been playing all game and then, and he's been playing all game against a rotation of two or three guys, you know, that, that has a, a significant impact. So, um, It could be tough, but Kerry Hyder is definitely somebody to watch moving forward. He's somebody that I feel like uh, could kind of emerge as just one of the key contributors on defense with the way he's playing now. And you know, you're talking about a guy who, who you know, kind of had his chance one time to have a huge impact, and since then he's kind of been in the in the background. And now all of a sudden he gets this opportunity again to to do his thing. And you know, we'll we'll see what he's able to do with it. But he's somebody definitely worth. Worth keeping an eye on. But before we uh, before we keep going, uh, we got to get a quick word in from our our sponsors. Starting off with a Visa, because they know that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they're on the corner stores, coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. Next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa everywhere you want to be and the official partner of the NFL. And with Visa, we've gotten Indeed because even though your sports had a break, your business Probably didn't. You have to keep moving. That makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You could pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsor jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed's offering our listeners a free $75 credit, to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out, try Indeed Out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash Bluewire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue Terms and conditions apply. Offers valid through September 30th. So players to watch. Players to watch. Okay, so we've, right up until this point, we have hit kind of a Keller Witherspoon, Jason Verrett combination, Ezekiel Ansa, Brandon Ayuk, and Kerry Hyder. And moving on to the other side of the ball, I mean, Jarek McKinnon is is kind of like the obvious one to watch. You know, he's the guy that's kind of expected to be There, Raheem Mostert for the time being, the lead back. But along with him, you've got Jeff Wilson, Jr., who, when given the opportunity, has shown pretty well. And then you have Jermichael Hasty, a rookie out of Baylor, undrafted free agent that apparently in- impressed in training camp. And now he seems like the next person destined to be that, that Kyle Shanahan special, you know, that undrafted guy that just shows up, no one knows his name, and boom, he's busting off six yards of carry. So, you know, I mean, is there is there anyone in particular or anything in particular from that group that you're just looking to see?
2: Nah, I mean, you know, when we – When we, you know, got on here and we're talking about, like, you know, specific people, I said, "Now let's talk about that whole group because, you know, 49ers, the bulk of their carries have been two guys, Mostert and Coleman. And, you know, with, like, a sprinkle of uh, McKinnon, who has, what, like, maybe, like, six carries total this year or something like that. Nothing too crazy. And now, all of a sudden, there's no Coleman, there's no Mostert. Do you put you know, the full load on McKinnon, who hasn't really carried the ball 10 in two years? Uh, you know, do you bring in Jeff Wilson, who, you know, I watched him. He doesn't play with the same type of, uh, you know, explosiveness as the other guys. He does run hard. Uh, or do you go with the rookie? So, yeah, I, I mean, that's just a really, uh, a really big storyline. Actually, you know, especially considering, you know, 49ers, the, their whole game plan goes through the run game. And so who's gonna be guy? Or is this gonna be one of those games? Remember uh when Kyle Shanahan first took over and he had uh CJ Bethard out there and he was throwing the ball fifty times a game? Like is, is it gonna be something like that? Like I don't I am curious to see what they do and who they kind of lean on. If it's hasty, man, that'd be that'd be something <laughs> really interesting, right? Right. Um, yeah, I, I really I absolutely have no idea which way they're gonna go with this. And I think that's why it was one of the more intriguing uh, storylines for me.
1: Well, for my fantasy team's sake, I hope they're going the way of Jarek McKinnon. Uh, but he, because he, I mean, he, he's done well, you know, he's his first two games. He's got a touch, touchdown in both games. Um, Could have had two in the first game if, uh, if Dante Pettis knew how to block. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's, he's been a pretty integral part of the, uh, of the running back core. So I expect Jarek McKinnon to kind of get the lion's share. But again, if I mean, that's the way things are with Kyle Shanahan's offense, the opportunity is always there for anybody to come through and just light it up. So, I mean, it would be cool to see somebody like Jermichael hasty, get a few touches and, and give Kyle Shanahan something to think about. I mean, obviously you've got, you got Raheem and you got Tevin who are, you know, kind of like one and two for the most part. And Jarek's kind of two B, but, um, yeah, it would be cool to see another guy get into the mix. You know, it's just – we'll see. This is the opportunity that an undrafted free agent needs. So, it, it'll be interesting to see if he can he – can. running backs, it.
2: like, that, that is the one position. I mean, you know, clearly as we've seen with the 49ers where they've found guys that have been able to contribute. Like, running backs in one position where you can bring in a guy off the street and he can have a big game. I mean, I'm watching – or I watched a lot of the Jacksonville Jaguars game earlier today – and, you know, you look at a running back that they signed off the street. Um, when I say off the street, he was an undrafted rookie free agent, Robinson, 11 carries, 46 yards, two touchdowns, but also six six catches, 83 yards. So, you know, you're talking about, what is that, 100 and, you know, 120 yards or, you know, whatever, and two touchdowns from an undrafted rookie free agent. He was the most productive player on the Jaguars today. Now they lost. So, you know, so I don't know, you know how productive, but yeah, I mean. Running back, that's the one position where you can manufacture touches and the guy still have a solid game and kind of get you through a few weeks.
1: Right, 100%. Okay, next up on our list. Well, I know we already talked about the cornerback too. So that's, you know, on the list we had the next next as a kind of whatever is, whatever is going to go on between Akella Witherspoon and Jason Brett. We'll see how that goes. I think McKell- Akella Witherspoon is going to be the guy on the field. Um, and again, we don't even know if Jason Barrett's going to be active, but he has been practicing healthy. Um, they're shorthanded at that spot. I don't, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, but who knows how much he's going to play and, and how much action he's going to see. But if he does, that's something worth watching. And then our last one on the list is, of course, one, BDN, Nick Mullins, somebody that Eric Crocker admitted yesterday – that he would he would like to punch Nick Mullins no, in the face
2: I did not say <laughs> in,
1: in the face. He just he and he said he would hope that he wouldn't be looking to like he wouldn't want it to oh. square up. He just he would just want to put him to sleep. You know, one of those weird I punches.
2: He had <laughs> a, a a face that. I, <laughs> <his> <laughs> face like that's what I said. Like he just when you just look at him like, and it's not like his face without his helmet. It's like only when his helmet's on, it just looks. like, <laughs> Kind of want to just punch this guy. Not not saying I would, but I'm just saying like just the way he looks, and I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's very interesting, but I'm I'm excited to watch him. Uh, no I, drip, no drip, no drip. He needs help with that, but you know he is a kind of poor man's Jimmy, right? Like, uh, does a lot of, has a lot of similar skill set, just not quite as good, right? I guess, or like, you know, consistent. Uh, He, I think the one thing I'm looking for from him, like more so than anything, because he can run the offense. Like he knows the offense just as well as anybody on this team. The one thing is, can he, can his pocket presence be a little bit better? In, In a sense, like, can he just, move a little bit to make throws like a lot of times it's like guys will be getting pushed back into his lap and he just stands there and he just like clutches clutches and then like throws the ball and and it's like what the hell was that like when it's clean like when he has a nice pocket and stuff like that it looks good like you know but if it's not perfect he does this weird thing like sometimes where he's just like just doesn't move at all just does some weird stuff and I would like to see like has he cleaned that up? A little bit like and i don't know if that just comes from playing time or confidence or what but just be able to move a little bit better in the pocket slide left slide right step up you know just stop letting guys you get pushed back into your lap and then you just throw these weird passes it's really weird but i i noticed it uh in his starts a couple years ago and then i noticed it again on sunday so i like to see him improve on that
1: yep i agree i'd agree with that so it's it's um you know, I mean, Nick Mullins was the obvious obvious choice. You know, he's the guy that's stepping in for Jimmy Garoppolo, and and in the he's been pretty good. But to me, kind of like you're saying, it's like just just manage the game. You know what I mean? Like, and the interception that he threw against he did he had a pretty good game when he stepped in for Jimmy Garoppolo. He did throw that interception, and yes, did go off the hands of McKinnon, but it was way way behind him, and McKinnon kind of just threw his hands back there to to hopefully you know, still catch it and, uh, and he did it and it was tipped up and intercepted. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Kyle Shanahan's game plan is going to favor Nick Mullins and, and, you know, do things that he's comfortable with and we'll see if he's got George Kittle to throw to. If not, that might be a little more difficult, but, um, you know, and we'll, we'll keep watching Jordan Reed, obviously, who's somebody who's just come, he's on the come up, you know, he's, and I think he had. I'm trying to remember exactly what the stat was. I think he had the highest receiving grade of any tight end or what was it? I just saw a pro football focus tweet about Jordan Reed, but he had like the highest receiving grade of it could have been anybody on the 49ers. I'm not sure. But obviously he's he's been good. And and that is exactly what I was talking about before the season when I said, you know, this Jordan Reed is a massive X factor, and this guy comes in and and is anywhere near what he was in his prime, then you're gonna have have a problem. And and hopefully Nick Mullins starts, you know, realizes that pretty quick. Um okay, so I mean that's it for the most part when it comes to the 49ers. That's kind of all the players that directly stood out to us. Now that doesn't you know that doesn't mean that's everybody that we're gonna be watching. Um I expect Kendrick Bourne to have a pretty big game if I had to if I had to call like a receiving leader, I'd I'd probably call Kendrick Bourne. I think he's going to be a big deal. I just don't know if Kittle's playing or not, so we'll see. If it were up to me, I don't think I'd play him because obviously he's playing through things and they're on that turf, and I'm not entirely sure that the 49ers need him to beat the Giants, but, but we'll see. So a couple guys that we're going to watch from the Giants, obviously they're going to have a big sway this game. You got like the Daniel Joneses, obviously he's their starting quarterback. Going to have a big say in the game, but um, the Giants just signed Devonta Freeman, who um, is replacing or is is expected to replace um, Saquon Barkley, along with, like, I think there are other guys like Wayne Gallman. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, Saquon Barkley last week tore his ACL. He's done for the season, which is a huge blow to that offense. Obviously, it's Saquon Barkley. So, And they signed Devonta Freeman, cor- former Kyle Shanahan running back. That was a tandem with – With Tevin Coleman back during their Super Bowl run. So Devonta Freeman hasn't been playing a lot. Obviously, he just got signed. I don't really know what to expect from him. I don't think the 49ers will have any problem containing him or keeping him locked up. You know, I mean, I just I I have no idea what to expect from that guy. But he is kind of expected to be the bell cow, the primary runner. Um, so you know that's going to be a huge a huge deal. In addition to Saquon Barkley, um, Sterling Shepard, kind of like the Giants' top receiver, uh, he went on injured reserve. He's not going to play. Um, but there was another guy, Crocker, that you yet you're a fan uh, fan of in that offense um, on that receiving group. What do you what do you, what about him?
2: Yeah, well, wide receiver Slayton. He's nice. I thought he had an underrated rookie uh, rookie year. Where he had what five, six hundred yards receiving, which, you know, as a rookie stepping in like that was really under Some the Some big
1: plays, off. too. Some big down the field plays. Yeah,
2: big plays. Uh, get out of Auburn. Like he just didn't have much buzz, especially like kind of in the deeper, you know, receiving class with all the guys that got drafted last year, you know, uh, DK Metcalf, Nikhil Harry, Hollywood Brown, Debo Samuel, Miko Harmon. I mean, uh, Terry McLaurin. Like the list goes on and on with guys that were drafted. Uh, He was in that group of guys that got drafted and he had a solid rookie year. And I was like, man, like, how's he going to build on that? And I think he's kind of been the big play guy for Daniel Jones. So like, if you, if you kind of fall asleep just a little bit, Daniel Jones will air it out. They will give him opportunities downfield. We saw it down. uh, We saw him catch a big play downfield against the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one uh, for a touchdown. So you you can't fall asleep on the outside at all. Like he is somebody that Jones will go to early and often, especially downfield.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it's um and that's something I feel like the 49ers are gonna need to do. I don't feel like their rushing attack is gonna present that much of a threat. I feel like the 49ers just need to limit the big plays. You know, Daniel Jones has looked pretty good for the most part. Um, but he is, you know, a second year guy, and I feel like You know, I feel like the matchup, even without even with the forty nine ers injuries, I feel like the matchup still favors their defense, and they just need to limit the big plays. Because you also have another guy on our list, uh, Evan Ingram, who's a big, solid tight end, not that dissimilar to like a Jordan Reed type. He's not he's not much in the way of like the run game, but as far as he's he's basically like a big ass receiver. So you know, he's another guy between between Slayton and Ingram. I feel like those are the two guys that you need to focus your efforts on. And thankfully, you got somebody like Fred Warner in the middle who who will probably give Ingram everything he can handle, and then it'll just be up to the secondary to kind of keep Slayton under wraps. And um, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm underestimating the Giants' roster, uh, but there's just not a lot there to worry about. They do have Golden Tate, who's the guy who's been at it for a long, long time. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much of a threat he still presents, but. The matchup heavily favors the 49ers, and the 49ers have the advantage in, in a lot of ways. Uh, it's just a matter of them kind of, you know, playing their game and hopefully, hopefully, knocking on my desk here, avoiding injuries, you know, playing on that field again, same time of the day too. So we'll see. But other than that, there's not a lot going on on the Giants that, you know, they do have, um, I can't,
2: what's his first name, Bradbury. Is it Yeah, uh, James Bradbury, the corner. He's been good. Yeah, he's been he's good. Took the ball away from like Alshon Jeffrey, I think it was. So, I mean, you got you got a
1: guy on, on defense, but, I mean, there's no – I'd really have to look through their entire Jeff, depth chart, but there's nobody that just, like, stands out that you would name off the top of your head for the Giants that really should keep the 49ers from doing what they want to do on offense, even with – nick mullins you know i it's just whether george kittle plays or not the 49ers should be able to uh, to win this in similar fashion to the jets you know maybe not quite as lopsided but i do feel like the 49ers are are, have the advantage in 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 pretty much every way even with having a backup quarterback you know it it might it might bring things down to a bit more not lopsided a bit more reasonably of a contest, but we'll see. Obviously it's an away game. The 49ers have been pretty strong with away games, you know, starting obviously last season. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's just a matter of, of, especially when you got somebody like Nick Mullins back there, just main, just mitigating mistakes and kind of letting your playing to your strengths. Kyle Shanahan knows that, you know, if he can, if he can run the ball, everything's going to be fine. And, and that's what the giants are going to know too. The Giants' game plan, at least on defense, is going to be stop the run and force Nick Mullins to do something nice. You know, that's what they're going to want to do, and it'll be it'll be up to uh, Kyle Shanahan to kind of assist Nick Mullins schematically to kind of to put him in a position to succeed, which I'm confident he can do. Well, yeah. last
2: time 49ers played the Giants, Nick Mullins was a starter, and 49ers ended up losing that game on Monday Night Football, so. Hopefully, we don't have those same. And that, was, that was, I mean, that was a different 49 er team. <laughs> that was a really bad 49ers team. But, uh, yeah, man, hopefully, you know, he plays better than what he did in that game. Because I think he threw two interceptions. And it was a game where, like, 49ers, I want to say, had, like, a 10-point lead. 49ers had a lead in that game. And Nick Mullins just couldn't really make any play. Now, granted, like, the receiver position was a little dire. It wasn't as good it, it was a different roster but yeah Nick, Nick Mullins did play against the Giants in the 49ers lost. and that was at a time where I want to say both teams had one or two wins late like right. in the middle of the season too
1: right so I mean that I mean that pretty much summarizes my general thoughts on the game you know I do think the 49ers have the advantage I do expect them to win but it's the NFL and stuff happens that's crazy every Sunday so, Did you see it'll uh, Matt Miller where he said oh, something something about taking the 49ers over the Giants, right?
2: No, some <laughs> I don't know what a survival pool is. No, the
1: other other way, Giants over the 49ers. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. like a survival league or something? Is it like you pick one team per week that you like Yeah, I them? think
1: you have to pick like one game or it's a, and and if you lose you're done for the whole thing. So, it, it, the object is to survive. Yeah, and he you know was what like,
2: I mean? I'm thinking about picking the Giants over the 49ers. And when I looked at, like, when I looked through, like, games, I guess I could kind of see how somebody would come up with that, but that wouldn't be the game I would throw out there. The game I would say, like, hey, this is the game I'm thinking of, it would be whoever the Jets are playing. <laughs> Not <laughs> the first team that's – I mean, it's like – because you can look at the 49ers team and say, well, they've had these different injuries and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, well. The Giants were not a really good team heading into the season, and then they lost their best player on their team. So and you know, like the 49ers still have like guys, <laughs> you know.
1: Right. That's yeah, and that's what kind of what I mean. That's a good way of summary it. The 49ers have plenty of guys that that are still studs. Whereas the Giants, I mean, you look at their roster and you you have to like really kind of, kind of sift through it to find somebody that would like stand out as as a, as a guy, you know what I mean? Saquon Barkley was the guy and he's gone. Uh it's just it's just one of those those teams and they haven't looked bad. You know, they haven't looked bad, but at the same time it's just are they on the 49ers caliber? Do they pose a threat to the 49ers? We'll see. Games are just weird like that, especially when they're at home. Um one of the things that Robert Sala said today that was kind of, you know, interesting to me is You know, he said a lot of the guys were concerned with with the the turf, but he was telling them like, "Look, you you cannot think about this. You cannot go into this game worrying about the turf." You know, it's just you know, and hopefully that's not something that that one bites the forty nine ers in a way where they have more injuries, but two just keeps them from playing in a way where if there's any hesitation in the NFL, that's you know, you're toast. You just can't. So hopefully the field isn't affecting them in a way where where they're just playing awkwardly, hoping to avoid what happened to them last time. So, I mean, if you look at the Giants games, they're, they're obviously 0-2. They haven't they are won a game. Um, they put up a decent game against the Steelers, and then they just barely lost to the Bears kind of at the last second. So, uh, you know, jury's out on kind of the Bears and the Steelers. Steelers obviously have a pretty dominant defense. Um, but it's just I haven't seen anything from the Giants that could say that they could handle the 49ers so you know i I would assume that the score to the Giants game would look something like the score to the jets game maybe a little bit more p- points going in the way of the of the Giants but I don't know I definitely have the Giants in this or excuse me <laughs> I definitely have the 49ers in this but we'll see it's just yeah. it just feels like a weird game right you know it feels like a weird game that's not necessarily. The injuries speaking, it's just one of those things, man. It just just feels like a weird game, right? You got any uh, any closing thoughts there, Crook?
2: Ah, that's it, man. That's it. Okay.
1: Man. All right. All right. Well, you know, a little little chill, chill, a little re, a little preview to uh, to round out the week. Hopefully, you guys, uh, if you're listening now, you guys have been tuning in with us on uh, on Monday. We had, or excuse me, no, yeah, Monday morning we had our reaction to. The uh the forty nine versus the Jets. Then on Tuesday morning, we kinda had our like our you know, our, our winners, our losers, and then breaking down all of the news that came out from Kyle Shanahan that day. And then on Thursday this morning, we had our mailbag. And then tomorrow morning this should be published on Friday morning. And uh, and that's our week. And hopefully you guys are enjoying the the more pods. You're like Crocker and I used to record once a week. Now obviously that was the off season. Is, you know, but and, and there's but even during last season we were usually recording like once a week. So right. I'm really enjoying potting more often. I think it's fun. Um I'm having a good time with it. Hopefully you guys that are listening are enjoying enjoying it because you know I like it. Obviously a lot of you guys following me know that I used to write all the time. You know, I wrote for uh for Niners Wire and Niners Nation. Um but I you know and I've kind of transitioned over to podcasting now and I love it. It's way easier to sit on here and talk football with Croc than it is to sit behind a computer and try not to get distracted and type away. Right. So it's <laughs> you know I mean you you do you've done plenty of writing too, Croc. You know, like writing tends to feel a little bit more like homework, whereas potting just kind of feels like a cool phone call where you get to talk football with the homies. Yeah, exactly. With the homie. Um, we got to start having some guests on here, huh?
2: I guess we should start. Yeah.
1: I, I mean if for some reason I feel like I like I'm always just like content with you and I going back and forth but we got to get some guests on here. I got plenty of players and stuff and and you I'm sure you do too that will be willing to pop on here and talk football with us. But
2: maybe we should have some like like uh somebody from the, uh, the opposing team that we're going to play. Come on. And talk about Yeah. It.
1: That's true. We could try that too. Kind of like a behind enemy lines type of deal. Yeah all right all right we gotta we gotta think of uh just ways to keep evolving striking gold you know i feel like we're in a great place right now but we can just we gotta keep gotta keep going can't get complacent you know so um but anyways that's it for us guys um again thank you for tuning in thank you for always listening thank you for all the comments you guys constantly give us on on twitter after an episode uh appreciate i appreciate it i always love reading them it's funny, especially the ones replying to Crocker, you know, saying you wanted to beat the shit out of Nick Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, I'm sorry. laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say that. I just, I'm milking it for all it's worth. So, um, but, anyways, guys, I appreciate you. Thanks for being here for another week. This is Striking Gold signing out. Peace. The wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins divisions championship futures all day every day head to bet online today take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline is your online sportsbook
2: experts.
3: Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's com slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website